Episode 2, The First Delegates. The members of the commission, now this is the Christian Commission, shortly after its organization in November of 1861, visited Washington to survey yet a scarcely attempted work. Passing near Fort Albany, then occupied by the 14th Mass, one of the companies asked a soldier, Have you any praying men in the regiment? Oh, yes, a great many, he answered. And do they ever meet for prayer? Every day. Where do you meet? Just come here. The party went inside the new and beautiful fort which the regiment had been building. I can see no place for prayer, said one. Look down there, said the soldier, raising a trap door as he spoke. What is down there? For it was like looking into darkness itself. That's the bomb-proof, and down there is the place where we hold our daily prayer meetings. That's going down to get up, isn't it? was the questioner's reply. The army defended Washington, laying inactive during the autumn and winter. In April of 1862, it began the advance upon Richmond by the way of Pennsylvania. A month's delay before Yorktown gave opportunity for several skirmishes. Sickness set in. And by the time army moved from Yorktown, there was a call upon the Christian benevolence and patriotism of the North, which could not be longer refused. Very shortly afterward, the long-delayed messengers of the commission came, and unknown as the organization was, it met at first with a doubtful reception. Reverend Geo J. Minings, one of the first seven delegates sent out from Philadelphia to Fort Monroe and Yorktown, in May of 1862, gives a graphic account of the event at Old Point Comfort. I remember, introdu- I remember my introduction to the medical director of Fortress Monroe. We had then no printed commission. In Baltimore, we had hard work to obtain a pass to the fortress, and the moment we set foot on land, there was on the, the we set moment, and the moment we set foot on land there, we were marched like a file of Indians to the provost marshal's office and made to make, made to take oath of allegiance before they would permit us to open our mouths. I remember after we had taken the oath, we found we could no longer go anywhere but were bumped up against a sentry at almost every corner and were asked every hundred or thousand yards for our passes. Well, we went back to the provost marshal and told him, We can't go anywhere. He replied, I know. He said, I wanted to see the medical director and tried to go into the fortress, and I couldn't. I know. But, sir, can't you give us a pass by which we may obtain an interview with the director? Who are you? He asked. We are delegates of the United States Christian Commission. And he said, What's that? I doubt whether you could find a squad of soldiers today who would need to ask the question. But at least he gave us a pass, and we went into the fortress. We felt very strange, but finally obtained an interview with the director. We stood in his office. In a baroque manner, he looked up and said, Well, gentlemen, what can I do for you? One of us became spokesman. I did not. I was afraid. I had enough. Bluffing off already. From that day... To this I have had a wholesome fear of a military man when sitting in an office with a quill behind his ear instead of a sword in his hand. I can face him with a sword, but I can't bear him with a quill. 
an Episcopalian minister stepped forward and began to tell him that we were delegates of the Christian Commission. I do not know whether he thought that we would astonish the director, but I can testify that he did not astonish him. What's that? was all his, his answer. He told him then that it was, he replied, Gentlemen, gentlemen, what do you want to do here? Then this gentleman gave him a pretty good idea of what we wanted. He rose, put down his pen, and said, So, gentlemen, you have come down here to see what you can do for the sick and wounded. Precisely so, I ventured to remark. He said, Eh, well, who are you in the first place? We told him that we were four clergymen and three laymen. Uh, when we talked of clergymen, I noticed a smile lurking around the corner of his mouth, but he said, And you want to do something? We said, Yes. Then I will give you work in ten minutes. There are 3,000 sick and wounded men lying on board out of the transport at the wharf. I want three men to accompany them to New York, Philadelphia, or Baltimore. I don't know where they are going, but we'll get your orders when you are on board. Will you go? Three of us at once volunteered. He said, Gentlemen, do you know what you are going to do? You are not going to preach, mind. I tell you that. I want you as nurses. He looked into our eyes, but they never flinched. Two of them were clergymen. When they were gone, he gave us works also. But mark me, gentlemen, he said, I want men who will wash wounds, who will scrub floors if necessary, in fact, who will perform the duties of a hired nurse. And then after that, I have no objection at all that you put into practice any higher mission you may have. We separated and went out on our work. A few days after, the same director sent for us. This time there was difference in his manner, a kinder tone in his voice. He sent us to 3,000 wounded and sick at Yorktown. When we met him two or three weeks afterward again, we found that the Young Christian Commission had conquered a way to his heart.